Welcome to Momentum. All right, all right. We're going to have fun in this series, Fit. Listen, before we jump into it, I want you, Navarre, I want you, Gulf Breeze, I want you to make a loud noise and a welcome. Not only do we have people watching online, but we just launched our third campus at Blackwater Correctional Facility. Let's shout out to the guys at Blackwater. We're so proud of you guys coming. So glad that you guys are coming. Awesome. Good stuff. Man, I like this song. I could preach to this song. In fact, if you couldn't preach to this song, I just don't think you could preach. As Matt said, we're, we're in this new series. And a girl by the name of Patience. We were at camp spending our money. We were walking, and this girl, Patience, was the third grade hottie. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, she was Foxy Mama, third grade. And all the boys had a crush on her, and all the girls hated her. She was so pretty. And she was not only pretty, she was cool. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, she was cool. I mean, she just had the it factor. You know what I'm talking about? She had that it factor. And so Carl and I, Carl kind of had one up on me because Carl's grandpa was the pastor at the big church we were at. And my dad taught school. Now, teaching school is cool, but when your grandpa's the preacher, you kind of got an extra trump card. You know what I'm talking about? And so, man, Carl and I got to camp, and it was at camp that we both realized We had something for patience. We had something for patience. And patience found out we both liked her. Well, I'll never forget this. One day we were walking and patience and I were talking. I don't know. What do you talk about in third grade? You know, I don't think it was very deep at all. You know, I think it went something like this. You want to go to the canteen? I'll buy you a Snickers bar. I think it went something like that. And all of a sudden I heard Carl's voice. Now, up to this point, Carl and I were like this. And Carl had snuck up, kind of walking up behind us. He saw, I guess we were having some time, you know. And he snuck up behind us, and he said, uh, he said, um, hey, guys. And he just kind of butted in. Not cool, right? Third wheel, uncool. Well, he butted in, and so we kind of talked to him. And then, you know, it's third grade, man. I mean, third grade. We're like, we're like all right, well, we're going to go get a canteen. We're going to get some. All right, all right. And he kind of got the vibe that she was not paying him attention. And um, that's bad news. Some will say bad news. That was bad news in third grade. It's still kind of bad news, isn't it? Husbands, you come home. Your wife's had a long day. They don't, or, or honey, you come home and husband's had a long day or don't pay each other attention. Maybe you're engaged and you're like, he just hadn't called me in the last five minutes. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know if we're still engaged. It, it, that paying attention means something. And so we started to walk off, and all of a sudden, Carl said, Tim. And I turned around. I'll never forget it. I kind of turned around. I probably should turn around this way, but I, if I remember correctly, I kind of turned around this way. And when I did, he punched me right in the nose. 
punched me right smack dab in the nose. Gave me a bloody nose right in front of patients. So what do you do when you're in third grade and you got a bloody nose in front of the, the woman of your dreams? What do you do? I ran. I wish I could have said I kicked his butt and had the gift of healing and kicked it again. But I, I didn't. He punched me, and I had never been punched in the nose before, you know, except for by my sister. But um, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't exactly sure what that thing felt like. And all of a sudden, I got blood. And you know the facial wounds, right? It just bleeds a lot. So I got blood going everywhere, and she's looking at me, and she's like, you know. And it was one of those slow motion, like I turned around. And uh, no, it wasn't slow motion at all. It was like, poof, right in the nose. Next thing I know, I'm like, you know. And uh, I look like... Rhonda, when she got lit up last UFC, and um, <laughs> I just connected with some of you. <laughs> I didn't fall to the mat. I just covered my nose, and I took off running, and I ran, and I hid, and I ran. Now, I was on a date with a potential mate, man. Come on. This is third grade. We're getting serious up in here, right? Y'all know I'm just messing, and uh, and so I ran, and I cried, and, and I, I got that thing, you know, and I, oh, man, next time he saw me, you know, next time he saw me, he like, now, the thing about Carl is Carl weighed, like, he looked like a toothpick. Carl's legs were like toothpicks, and, uh, uh, you know, mine were like Q-tips, <laughs> a little bit bigger, but not, not as skinny as his. He was this little dude, man, but he jacked me up. You know what's interesting? In this series that we're in, Fit, Ditching Your Inner Wimp. For these next few weeks, we're going to talk about our bodies. We're going to talk about our minds. We're going to talk about our relationships. And maybe you think, Tim, why did you open up with that story? Well, I opened up with that story because the truth is we all have ran too, haven't we? In fact, maybe many of us here today, there's something we're running from right now. In the area of our bodies, maybe we're neglecting our bodies, we're neglecting our health, maybe we just, we just excuse away the schedule, it's the schedule, and so I just got to continue to pound the drive through And by pounding the drive through you are pounding the scale. And Big Macs equals, over time, big pounds. But it's my schedule, I just don't have time. And so maybe, maybe you're running from your health. Maybe you know that you're not well, and you're scared to go to the doctor, and you're like, man, I don't want to go to the doctor. I'm scared of what the doctor might say. I don't want to get a physical. I don't want to go in. I hate hospitals. Maybe that's how you feel. I, I hate waiting rooms. I, I just I don't even want to go there. You know, many people scared to death of going in for a checkup because what might be. And it's almost like this anxiety leads to insanity. But we've not only run in the area of our physical being. Man, we run, don't we? We run mentally. You ever met someone that the truth is that they just continue to move? They move, they move, they move, they move, they move, they move, they move. Maybe it was house, maybe it was location, maybe it was job, but they couldn't stay put. And you wondered why. And the thing is, they were, the truth is they're running from themselves. The problem is their shadow is right Behind them. Have you ever known someone like that? They were trying to get away. 
just wanted to get away. They're trying to get away. The problem was they could not escape themselves. And so mentally, there's this thing that was just messed up, and, and you couldn't say anything to them. I mean, you, you tried one time. They bit your head off. In fact, you were shocked. You couldn't believe they responded that way. Or maybe they didn't bite your head off. Maybe they just cut you off. And as you begin to try to speak into their life and just try to help them process some information, they just muted. They muted you. And all of a sudden, you lost your voice because you weren't saying what they wanted to hear. Well, that's why in these next few weeks, we're going to talk about our bodies and our minds. And we're going to talk about our relationships. And maybe you wonder, like, why would we talk about that at church? Like, why would we do it? Well, believe it or not, the Bible actually has a lot to say about our bodies and about our minds and about our relationships. And I would tell you, whether you're a Christian or not, whether you're spiritual or not, The truth is we all have something in common. And the truth is we all want to be whole. We all want well-being, right? I mean, I want well-being. I want like 360 well-being. Ask the person next to you, are you whole? Ask somebody else, you feel well today. Do you feel well today? We're not, we're not just talking about like you don't feel sick, but we're talking about 360 because wholeness means complete. In Leviticus, don't go there, but in Leviticus 20, 26, it's a crazy chapter. has a lot to talk about. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. And, but verse 26, there's a verse that says something like this. And the verse says, be holy for I am holy. Now, when we think about the word holy, We could almost put their whole. Whole. See, God is whole. He is whole. And God made us body, mind, and spirit. And God's desire for you, whether you know it or not, whether you believe in him or not, God's desire for me, for you, is to be whole. So when he says, be holy, be whole, for I am whole. Another word for whole would be sound. In fact, in Timothy says, God hadn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound or a whole mind. So the point today, if you're going to check out, the point is real simple. And the point today is to introduce this series. I mean, for for five weeks, including this week, we're going to talk about this. We're going to wrestle with this to the ground And we're going to realize that God has this dream for you. And that dream is to separate you from the chaos of this world. Mentally, emotionally, physically, relationally, and spiritually. That God has a dream for you to be different. God has a dream for you to be transformed. Different than other people. In other words, like like you have an edge about you. That you're in the winner's circle. That's what God wants for you. We're going to talk about it. You know, we all want to be whole, don't we? We all want to be well. Maybe it's vocational. Maybe it's just not in the job situation where you're at. It's just, 
It's just not working out right now. And you're like, man, this is the one part. It's like the one spoke in the wheel that's not right in my life. Like, I just fell in love. You know, this is great. I just, man, just got the house. We just, I'm telling you, but this one area is missing. God wants you to be whole. Someone say whole. Vocational, physical, emotional, financial, relational, and spiritual. So the title of the talk today is whole is the goal. You know, when you work out, you have to be kind of like this letter I. This letter I to me stands for one word, and it's intentional. That's my wife's word for the year. Our family, we picked a word for the year. Our team, we picked a word for the year corporately as a team and then also personally and individually. If you haven't, I'd encourage you. It's early in the year. I'd encourage you to pick a word for the year. Steph's word was intentional. You know what I love about wanting to get fit is you got to be intentional. It doesn't just happen overnight, right? You don't get fit by staying up late eating ice cream. You don't get fit by sitting on the couch and sacking Lay's potato chips in another bag. You know, you don't get fit that way. Yeah, you got to be intentional. And so we're going to talk about that this series. And I'm so excited. You know, as I think about that story, I wondered, you know, why I didn't fight back. I wonder why did I run? Why, Tim? If I could go back to my third grade self, you know what I'd do? I would fight back. In fact, if that happened to my boy, I would tell him, punch him in the nose as hard as you can. Now you think, you're a preacher. Yes. And I would tell him, punch him in the nose five times harder than he hits you. I would. You know why? Because if I didn't, he probably would live a couple years in fear thinking he didn't have what it took. So I wouldn't want to emasculate him. I'd want him to stand up and to fight back. That's, I'd want him to protect himself. That's what I'd say to Jaden, fight back. You know what I'd say to you today? And you know what I think God would say to us today is to fight back. Some of us has, have drifted way away from where we should be physically. And listen, you can be skinny and not be well. This isn't like just an overweight thing. You ever heard of skinny fat? This isn't just a... This isn't just a that thing. Well, he's skinny, she's skinny. They must be healthy. No, 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 no. We all know that no matter what you look like, you can be unhealthy. You can be unhealthy. And the truth is we've all drifted away relationally. Right? I mean, maybe that's why you ran from that marriage. Or you ran from the, having a baby. You ran from it. You ran from him. Maybe some of you ran from home, like literally, at one point in your life. Maybe someone hurt you so bad, and emotionally, you've been running for years. And maybe the overweight thing is just because you are trying to numb the pain. And they called you this name, and you believed it. You were labeled. How many want to change? How many want to get fit? How many say, you know what? I want to be transformed. I want to be the me that God created me to be. I want you to look at Luke 2.52. Look at Luke 2.52. We'll put it up on the screens. Now, listen, you can be here and you say, man, Tim, I believe in God. I don't believe in the Jesus thing. Okay, 
I understand. I get it. I get it. That's okay. And I'm not going to force Jesus down your throat. Cool thing about Jesus is he was dying on the cross. There are two guys on either side. One believed, one didn't. They both started out not believing. And Jesus didn't try to force the one guy to believe in him. He just loved him and even prayed for him as he was dying. So Jesus won't kick the door down into your life. He'll just knock. He'll just let you know he's interested in you. Jesus, in this chapter, we read Luke 2 about Jesus being born and growing up. And here Jesus is 12. And Jesus is, the parents have lost the kid. You, you, you ever lost your kids before? <laughs> you ever thought you lost your kids? Oh, that's scary, right? Your kids ever tried to lose you? <laughs> You know, Jesus is 12 and Jesus now is coming in to what God has for him. And he he's in the temple and he's in this temple and he's listening to some messages. He's in the house. You know, I believe with all my heart, if Jesus was walking the earth today and he's I don't see him, but the spirit of God is here. We know that, right? He he would be here with us because he came for us and is with us. That's why coming to church is so important. It's to, to be where you can hear. Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So where was he? He was in the house. He was in the temple. He was listening to the word of God. Funny. The word of God was listening to the word. And so now Jesus grew. Do you want to grow? Do you, let's just stop right there. Do you want to grow? I mean, the truth is, to grow, you have to be intentional. Do you want to grow at your job or you just want to stay there? You just want to stay there. If you're in sales, maybe you just 2015 was the best year of your life. I would encourage you to believe that 2016, that the best is yet to come. That 2015 isn't the end all. Like I would encourage you don't live in the past. Don't try to move forward looking in the rearview mirror. I'd encourage you to grow. Jesus modeled this. Jesus is growing. And he's growing physically. He grew, but he didn't just grow physically. He's growing mentally. He's growing in wisdom. Wisdom is to have the skill of living. It's to have some type of knowledge that's not just factual, but actually allows you. It's where the rubber meets the road. And it allows you to move forward, to have a skill for living. Other people look and say, man, that person's a class act. They have wisdom. That person's sharp. They have wisdom. Jesus grew in wisdom. He's growing mentally. And in stature, Jesus is growing physically. Man, if you have kids, you see this. All you have to do, all you have to do is have a, a relative come home or come to your house they, they maybe live out of state or far away and they come visit you and the first thing grandma says first thing papa says is oh my goodness your kids are getting so big and you really don't see it because you see them every day but they see they saw them last and they see them here and they're like holy cow they're growing boy they just grow you know what write this down healthy things grow healthy things grow they grow so Jesus grew in wisdom and he grew in stature and he grew in favor with God and all the people. So I see a spiritual, he grew in favor with God. That's a spiritual and all the people. That's a relational. Jesus modeled, he's growing. He didn't stay the baby, 
that he once was. Paul said it this way. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. But now that I'm a man, I'm putting away childish things. In other words, it's time to grow up. Where do you need to grow up this year? Where do you need to go to the next level? Where do you need to say, you know what? I'm going to be intentional and I'm going to grow. Well, I would say to all of us that it's, it is a complete picture. Just as a puzzle missing a few pieces is incomplete. So you being fit isn't just about being physically, having the looks and the clothes to show that like you, you got it. And by the way, good for you because you didn't get it overnight. You were intentional. But that doesn't just happen. It's not just physically. Yeah, I'm here physically. How are you relationally? I mean, I don't know about you. I'll just be honest. I, I struggle. Do you struggle? I struggle. I love God. I struggle sometimes. I struggle. Man, it, you can struggle with family. How many know you can struggle with family? Turn to someone and say, you can struggle with family. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyone struggling with family? No, don't raise your hand. You can struggle with family. You can struggle in your own house. And I bet if we got real and got honest today, there's some struggles in the house today. And the struggle is real. It's real. It started off like friction, and now it's past that. It's past that. I want to go to Isaiah 53, verse 5. I love this verse, this passage. It's so powerful. It says, but he, and when it's talking about he, it's talking about Jesus. But he, Jesus, was pierced for our rebellion. He was pierced. The crown of thorns on his head pierced him. The nails pierced his hands and his feet. The spear pierced his side. He was pierced for our, someone say the word rebellion. Let's say it loud and proud. Say it, Navar. He was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be. God wants you whole. And if you ever question it, all you have to do is look at Calvary. He was whipped so we could be healed. And I don't know. I don't know if it's a motivation that you need. Because I know this. I know for myself. I, I know getting out of the gym sometimes. You can get out of the gym and then you feel bad, you know. And then you go to the gym. You haven't been in a while. Maybe you relate, you know. And uh, you get the gym membership and you pay monthly, man, and you drive it. And you're like, there's my gym. Still there. Or maybe you're like this. You're driving by your gym your gym's there and you're like, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. Or maybe, uh, maybe you walk in. You haven't been in a while. And right off the bat, someone's like, haven't seen you in forever. Mm-hmm. And you feel guilty. And so that guilt keeps us next week. We're going to talk about let's get physical. We're going to talk about the physical aspect. We're going to talk about our bodies next week. Bible has so much to say about our bodies. God wants us whole. He wants you whole in your body, in your mind, and in your spirit. In fact, if you have an unhealthy mind, you can have a healthy body, but it probably is not going to last. You can have a healthy body and be unwhole relationally. So these three, it's like a tripod. You need all three. They work 
together. And the truth is, when they do, that's spiritual. It's all spiritual. Sometimes we think spiritual is coming to church. We come to church as spiritual. I read my Bible, that's spiritual. Do you know you taking care of your body is also spiritual? You know you taking care of your relationships is also spiritual? Do you know you resting and shutting down and unplugging and recharging and actually taking a Sabbath is spiritual? And that's what God has for you. And that's what God has for me. I got one last verse and I'm done. Let's put up Philippians 4, 6. Philippians 4, 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Tell God what you need and thank him. You know, one theologian said the the complete, deepest picture of wholeness is someone who lives praising God. Because that's a reset. It clears your mind, your body, and your spirit. He says, once you thank him, after you pray, then thank him for what he's already done. Don't just be like, give me, give me, give me. Then you experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. And his peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I love that. It speaks to me. I, um, you know, I read this verse in the message. As I read it in the message, I thought, Lord, listen to this. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. This was the... This was the uh, version I wanted you to see. Get this. Letting God know your concerns. And before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness. God's wholeness. Everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ, when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Do you struggle with worry? I had this thought, and we'll close. I had this thought that, you know what? Every year, right, we have New Year resolutions, and what's the one letter in there that really it all hangs on? Is you. Resolutions. And you know what happened every year? We like, well, it wasn't really a resolution. It was kind of more like a suggestion. You know, it was kind of more like this cool idea I knew I couldn't do. And I started thinking, I thought, you know what? In heaven, they have no New Year resolutions. You know why? Because they're already whole. It's time to get fit. It's time to get whole. And it's about it all coming together. I want to challenge you next week. I want to challenge you to bring someone with you. We're going to talk about let's get physical. Our bodies, like this is a great, great, incredible tool. It's an incredible blessing that God's given us. It's a weapon. 
It's phenomenal. And if we're not careful, we won't see it. Next week, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about not just working out, but we're going to talk about our bodies. What does God have to say about our bodies? We're going to talk about it next week. Would you bow your heads? Let's pray. God, we love you today, and we thank you for loving us. And I just pray in this series, God, I pray that you would help us all. Lord, whole is the goal. We want to be whole. And God, I don't know where people are at today, but the cool thing about you is you do. You know exactly where they're at. They may be on track mentally. They may be lost and bankrupt spiritually. They might be doing all right physically, Lord, but relationally, they're killing themselves. And so, God, we want to be whole. We, 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 we want to get in this, this balanced thing, God. We, 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 want, we want to be right. And the truth is, probably most of us here today, if we're honest, would say, you know what? We're not what we were meant to be. So would you give us the desire to become the me you created us to be? And help us to be whole, God, because whole is your goal. That's why you died That's why you were pierced. That's why you were crushed. So we could be whole. And we're thankful you desire that. So we just want to partner with you. We want to do our part. And we want to get there. We pray it in Jesus' name.